Welcome to the Real Appeal Podcast. This is your host and writer for your entertainment corner, Kelsey Loisel. And with me today is my co-host. Mark Salcedo, hi. <laughs> you say it like that on purpose. I know, right? I know. I'm like, what? Because I, I, like every ep- managing editor and writer at Screen Geek Dot. With every episode comes every few seconds of pure panic of, did I press the right button? Do I have the volumes right? Are, are, are the mics hot? And this is why I will never become a DJ, a radio DJ. You know, it's only a sicko who wonders if the mic's hot. How do you mean? You know how I mean. No. Wait. Okay, say that joke. I, obviously, I missed it. <laughs> it's only a sickle that cares whether the mics are hot? Is that what you said? Who wonders if the mics are hot? Oh. Totally get you now. <laughs> I was like, that's a really simple joke. I know, right? I, get. I, I, I guess because I was looking into it deep, like, too deep. Like, what is she getting at? What is look, what is this movie men getting at? Look, you know, you think you're a deep thinker. Mm-hmm. That's just you thinking too deeply about being a deep thinker. But that makes me a deep thinker. You know how they say work hard, <laughs> work smart, not hard? Uh, you're just thinking hard. <laughs> thinking hard. I'm just not smart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Then you know what you say after that? What? The fool is hurt. I am hurt. I'm hurt. I have back pain. So you're the fool? Yes. I'm the fool. You admit it. I am. I'm the fool for dealing with you. I know. (laughs) (laughs) That's my fool laugh. (laughs) It's been a rough week, folks. Real rough week. I have a hard time saying that. Rough rough week. Because your R's and your W's to you are like interchangeable yeah i wonder where my daughter gets that from <laughs> i don't know i kind of feel like she gets it from amy actually no the, she gets it from me really? i think she gets it from both of us because um i think because she has um amy's lips yeah but i think i think her mother maybe had a kind of a speech impediment when she was young i know her i know her older brother did he used to have a stuttering issue um and then uh i've been called uh uh, the Indi- the list the Indian with a lisp before. Oh Jesus shit. <laughs> Alright. So I don't know. I mean maybe I figure she that's where she gets my I figure that's where my daughter gets some of her, her speech impediment. But she's working through it. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, she works smart and hard. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> Which doesn't get to anywhere. No. That reminds me of the time hmm. that I'll tell you in a second, because okay. i got to get through social media stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Real Appeal, to ease in real. And you can email us at therealappeal at gmail.com. If you could please review us on iTunes, and we'll get noticed. Um, and then this week, our segments are recent review of Men, Variety Time. Uh, Mark calls Saul for some adventure time. Geriatric cinematic is La Strada. And Mark, 
Yes. What's the terpic? <laughs> Men are trash. Round two. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You were saying how someone mm. called you the Indian with a lisp? Yeah, yeah. When um, when uh, a couple of buddies of mine and I, we, we would make YouTube videos. Um, and then there's... I, I, I used to do... We, we used to kind of try to get creative on like when I would review a movie. Like I was reviewing like a Wes Anderson film. Mm-hmm. Um. It might have been. I think it might have been Moonrise Kingdom. Maybe it probably even wasn't that. It probably was something before that. But um, like each shot was like some type of like um, trademark of a Wes Anderson movie. Um, <clears throat> and they kind of just get like further and further ridiculous and kind of like fucked around and everything. And somebody had somebody had had posted a comment on the YouTube on that on that video. And said something, but I remember he he said the person said like, "Oh, this this in, this lips is Indian or some shit like this or Indian with a lisp." And I was like, "Oh, that's fair enough. I, I do get mistaken for that, and I do have a lisp, but you know whatever. I don't care." <laughs> that reminds me of the time that my stepmother chopped all my hair off because I had lice, mm-hmm. and they didn't want to deal with it anymore. <laughs> we could we could just wash it out and comb it, but now we just cut all your hair Look, off. Look, my hair. You know how thick Cadence's hair is. Yeah. My hair was thick like that. But not as curly as that or as like natted as her hair is. No, but still like it's hard because you can't get the comb like mm-hmm. down to the scalp. Mm-hmm. So anyway. Sounds like a lazy mother, but go on. <laughs> I mean, it's my stepmom. She didn't give a shit. Oh, okay. Well, because we, when you said mom, I'm, I'm, I'm on. No, I said stepmom. Okay. Well, so your stepmom and your mom. Interchangeable. But go on. <laughs> um. All right, so it was summertime. I remember mm-hmm. I was wearing a long, I had a, a, my winter coat was a long jean jacket. It was like a trench coat, but it was jean. And okay. it had a red lining on the inside. Yeah, I've seen those, yeah. So I was walking, it was wintertime, mm-hmm. and I get down to the last row of condos, and some guy in like a cleaning van, mm-hmm. he's like, hello, young man. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, oh. So okay, well how how short was your hair? Did she like cut it like buzz cut it like all the way around, or was it like a certain length that she cut it to? Uh, maybe like an inch and a half, two in- yeah, about an inch and a half, two inches maybe. Did you like try to style it? Maybe no, maybe? I was like ten. You're ten, okay. No, maybe nine. Damn. Because I went to go live with them when I was eight. Uh huh. And then I turned nine. So I think actually I was eight years old. And then, yeah, I think I was about nine. You know, the fact that you, the, the fact that you're like, no, it was nine. Like, that was an excuse. Right. But my I'm, 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 I'm thinking like some bullshit excuse. You're not. You can still comb your hair. I comb my hair at like eight or nine. But then again, I have like a slight case of OCD anyway. So. Well, anyways, mm-hmm. you could comb your hair when you're nine. Doesn't mean you styled it. Okay. So did you comb your hair? most likely because my stepmother was always like brush your fucking hair yeah and that and that guy was still like hello young man uh-huh damn <laughs> yep look even he thought i was masculine okay yeah you probably were masculine back then more more so than me than i was at that age mm-hmm. i mean you know how to shoot a gun correctly and i'm the one all like <laughs> the bullets come out this way <laughs> scared of it and shit <laughs> i was scared too yeah but you actually like like you you like 
And folks are like, when we're talking about like mass, Kelsey being more masculine than myself, you know, we're not actually like gauging it and stuff like that. This is like an ongoing joke. Yeah, it's like an inside joke. Uh, but yeah, I mean, but you've done like welding. And mm. like, to me, I'm like, ah, that's just hot. <laughs> I've done pig farming. <laughs> you've done pig farming. You've like cut the, haven't you like cut the balls off a, off a pig or something like that? Like, yeah, that part off of the job? baby pigs. Like yeah. you take their balls off and you also like chop their tails off and, yeah. you know, give them an iron shot and a, you know, it comes in like a little gun with the needle, right? Uh-huh. With the bottle and you just, you know, do them. Mm-hmm. And you also, um, antibiotic shot see like if i was on a farm and if someone was like hey go do that i'd be like ew no it's gross i know and then the ones that the moms <laughs> sit on you have to kill them oh yeah you told that story of, how, uh-huh. of like you just beanbag like yeah <laughs> just <laughs> like homie sock that shit is like smash it like and make sure you'd it's be dead. surprised at what you can do because when i knew my mom did that shit i was like hell no mm-hmm. and then i was like oh this is my first full-time job great <laughs> how do you get the smell out of your hair you I mean, don't yeah i mean i probably i probably could do stuff like that like there there's there's still plenty of like masculine stuff you know I quote i put air quotes like people can hear my air quotes but quote unquote masculine stuff like but i i still look at kelsey if like damn she got like bigger balls than me i do <laughs> they're just on my chest they're on your chest mm-hmm. that's why they got balls you got ball sack on your chest yeah they're called boobs <laughs> no, no 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 you said it right here it's recorded. <laughs> your boobs are no longer your boobs. They're now your ball sacks. They're, as, 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 as the joke goes, they're your chesticles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's what I'm referring to them to. You can be like, like, like I know it's going to be like, oh, like my boobs hurt. You know, I'm on my period or like whatever. I'm going to be like, give me your chesticles. Put some eyes on it. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to hear about your balls. I know. No one hears about your balls, Kelsey. <laughs> All right. Um, all right. You want to get into the uh, get into the review? Yes. All right. What what are we reviewing? Now we're gonna do our recent review of Men. Hello. Hi. Mrs. Marlowe. Yes. Harper. Yes. Do come in. The words I have to say. It's a beautiful be simple, house. But Will it just be you staying? Or? Excuse me. Mrs. Marlowe. No. Until you give your love, there's nothing more that we can do. Apple from the garden? Yeah, it was delicious. No, 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 no. Mustn't do that. Forbidden fruit. Oh, God, sorry, I... I, I, I'm joking. Oh. Tormented. It feels more like haunted. Yeah. The synopsis is a young woman goes on a solo vacation to the English countryside following the death of her ex-husband. Directed and written by Alex Garland. It stars Jesse Buckley, Rory Kinnear, and Papa Sadu. Papa Sadu. Basketball player Papa Sadu. Is he a basketball player? No, it's his first thought that came came to me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know what? I love this synopsis because <laughs> if you, if anybody just read that synopsis, be like, oh, okay, it's probably like she's probably gonna like fall in love, or she's gonna like get to her grief, and maybe find, you know, hope in her life again, or something like that. Okay, all right, all right, all right. 
this is not that this is not that movie at all. Well, I also think it's dumb that they say the, a young woman goes on a solo vacation. Yeah. So then, to me, I'm like, oh, she's going on a, a vacation after her ex husband dies. She probably did it. Oh yeah, or yeah, exactly. Or it could be like a murder mystery or something like that, yeah. right? Um. So yeah, so Alice Garland's Men. Um, I read that uh, the cinema score for this movie is a D plus. So it's not very favorable to a lot to some critics. Um, I've heard. I've actually. I've, I don't understand. <laughs> no one's talking to you, Google. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> the lights are still on. Too. Oh, really? yeah. she's probably listening right now. She's like, "Shit, they're recording." Oh, they went off. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I've 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 read uh, reviews on this movie and and have heard people talk about it, and it's very divisive. Like, there's people. Um, Device or decisive? Device. Divisive. Divisive. Um, so people are like, I like it, but, or some people are like, I don't like it. I've actually heard a, uh, a comparison. Uh, I believe David Chan said this from uh, film, the film cast that it's kind of, there's actually a bit of a comparison to this and Darren Aronofsky's mother, mm-hmm. which I can, I can kind of see that. Yeah. Um, but with that, I believe, I believe mother did it better. Than, than than this and I think because I've had some time to really sit with this movie mm-hmm. and I remember when we got done watching it where it was just like oh my god like this movie's good because of this this and this mm-hmm. but after like really sitting with it this is like my least favorite Alex Garland film really? yeah and the reason why is because there's a lot of great like metaphors in this movie but like it's one it's not really entertaining and two it's very like hits you over the head with it as opposed of like, and I know you've never seen this. You've never seen like his his last one, Annihilation. Annihilation actually has like this whole thing of like creationism and stuff like that. Even like Ex Machina, kind of kind of has that whole thing as well. Um, but I feel like this is kind of his maybe his like sloppiest film. Okay. What did you think about it? Well, I don't have anything to compare it to, mm-hmm. and I think that it does better than Mother. Really? Okay. Okay. Because Mother was not as entertaining to me. Oh, okay. Like, I liked that movie. Mm -hmm. They both have a lot to, like, to dissect and think about. Mm -hmm. I thought Mother was mostly just uh, Jennifer Lawrence, like, looking around all somber and and shit. And getting getting shit thrown at her. Yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, And I guess Jesse Buckley does a lot of the same, but you get a Mm -hmm. lot of, like... I feel like the, the, this film makes more sense than Mother did. Because Mother only mm-hmm. really makes sense towards the end. Mm, okay. And this film, I know it, it is, I'm going to agree with you, it is a little bit on the head, but I don't think it's too much on the head. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because, like, I know there are films out there that describe um, some of the shit that women have to deal with. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like this one did it in a really raw and great way. Mm, okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I'm not, I'm, just, that's the thing. I'm not saying, like, I, I'm not saying I hated it. Like, I really did enjoy it. I honestly, I wouldn't mind watching it again. Um, I might want to fast, fo- fast forward one particular part, cause it, <laughs> but we'll talk about that in the spoiler section. Um, but, like, like, I think, I do think that Mother, I think the reason why I like Mother more is because you can, like, interpret it in so many different ways. Or you can find a, like, how people have said, like, oh, Mother is about um, being an artist. Or Mother is about being, um, 
you know, uh, the idea of Adam and Eve or something like that or creating life or the idea of abusive relationship or something like that. I think this might have to do with the fact that you're mm. male and I'm female. Really? Okay. Because mother could be interpreted so many different ways that mm. don't have, some of the ways don't even have anything to do with being a woman. Mm, okay. And this one, you can only interpret it one way, but it has a lot of symbolism that you could pick out of it. Okay, yeah, I can you see know that. what I mean. Yeah, like I can this see that. is about women. Yeah, 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 and yeah. That's like I don't, I don't, I don't doubt. That. I mean, no, no, no. I'm, I know that. I'm just yeah. saying. Like, I think that's why you like Mother more because mm. you're like, oh, like you can see so many things about it. I'm like, yeah, yeah. But this one's cool because it's like, boom. This is what the, this was yes. about. Gotcha. Like, fuck you. This is about women. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. You know, I, I get you. I get you. Um, so, okay, so. With that being said, like, what did you think of the performance? Anybody that, like, stuck out? I mean, I know the cast is, like, essentially, like, uh, well, there's actually, like, a fourth person, but, like, she's not really in the movie that much, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but what did you think of the performance from 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 this film? Okay, so um, her ex-husband I liked. Mm-hmm. He, had a, he was really expressive. Like, he was believable. Mm-hmm. And I like Jesse a lot. Um mm-hmm. Because she, it's funny, I saw her, when I was looking her up online a couple of days ago when mm. we were doing going to record the other night, mm. um, she, I was like, why don't I really recognize her that much? Like, I can kind of recognize her. Mm. And then I realized it's because she had that red curly hair. Oh, and I, I, I'm thinking of ending things? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, anyways... I, re- I think she did a really good job because mm. I think it's difficult as an actor mm. to portray something w- with like emotions on your face throughout the whole movie. Yeah, and not be like, not like be like, uh, like Amber a- Heard, <laughs> and not be like Amber Heard. We're not gonna we're not gonna talk about that because that's like no, we don't need to talk about it. I'm yeah. just saying everyone knows, so I don't have to talk about it. But you don't have to be like Amber Heard on the stand overacting yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, I have I have my opinions on that, but but the my main my main whole opinion on that whole thing is like both of them are toxic as fuck. Like, yeah, that that's, is, that that's is my clear, opinion too. That's a clearly like toxic relationship. But like, it's funny. Just a quick little side step. There's this whole army of like youtubers that are like really like go- gunning it for her and shit like mm. that and be like look at this bitch yeah she's fucking crazy then, not so much in like in those words but it's like yo dude like calm down calm the fuck down you know <laughs> they're like johnny depp stands and shit like mm. that and my whole thing is like yo they're both fucked up and they both deserve what's gonna happen mm-hmm. like both of them you know um so so back to <laughs> says the guy who said I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I know, right? I was like, "Fuck, here I go." Um, okay, so back to men. Back to men. Um, so yeah, I totally agree with you with Jesse Buckley's performance. I like. I haven't really watched anything with her that I didn't like. Like she's a really great performer. Um, I definitely have to give it up for Roy Kinner. Kinnear. Yeah, Kinnear, because he just does all these different roles. I know, and that that dude, and I, he can look ominous. Mm-hmm. Like, I like his, like, scary, like, psychopath face. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny, because, like, his character, um, what was his I think his character's name was Jeffrey. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah it's Jeffrey. His character, Jeffrey, and it's, it's like, he, like, for, for most of the movie, he plays that character, but something about it, it does feel wholesome. Like, oh, he just is, like, 
he's like a dry he's a he's a british fellow who he's as british as like he's as british teen as crumpets. T- yeah teen crumpets yeah exactly he's as british as like teen crumpets i was i was gonna say spotted dick but that's the <laughs> dish spotted dick yeah i know, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that <was the> wrong <laughs> message <laughs> Um, yeah, there he's uh, definitely as British as you know, spotted dick, which is, you know, a British dish, a British dish, but it definitely sounds, it sounds like a disease. Oh uh, yeah, right. <laughs> I was gonna say Big Ben, but yes, teen crumpets. I like teen crumpets. Yeah, Big Ben. Yeah, you know, like the uh, the comedians. <laughs> now you gotta say it. Oh, fucking <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bond. How British am I? <laughs> you're you're the tip of the what is it? You're the TikTok of Big Ben's cock. There you go. That's a little like um, fuck. What was the name of that podcast? I'm I've been blanking out blanking out on a lot of stuff. What was that? I know. I me too. Um, I forgot the name of the podcast, but like that's fine. I will find it. So anyway, Roy Kinnear, great performance, Roy Kinnear. Right. Um, I really like how his character super ego super ego thank you super ego uh i really enjoy how like his character has to or his performance has to like shift like over and over and stuff like that mm-hmm. um and then the fact that like it, it it's it's so weird because like i mean this is with this is in the trailer he he plays like these multiple characters but it never really feels out of place even there's like a there's even like a kid version of him that just comes off more. It's just creepy as fuck. Yeah. And it doesn't go like, oh, it doesn't take, it didn't take me out at all. It was just it like. It did at one point though. Not because mm-hmm. he, they made him look like a kid, but mm-hmm. because it looked like they used deep fake. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and I and just didn't like it. Yeah. 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 Totally. 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 Um, so yeah, so back to Jesse Buckley, yeah, because Je- Jesse Buckley carries most of this movie, and the cam, you know, the cameras most of the time the camera's on her. Um, she has to really play like this, like, like I like I said, I love the performance of her and Roy Kinner, Kinnear, Kinnear, thank you. But it's so funny because at the same time, the writing is kind of like. The writing's good, as in like the conversations and stuff like that, and the realism of it. Mm-hmm. But it's very uh, surface level at the same time. Like the fact that like the Jesse Buckley character uh, or or the Papa uh, Estier, es- es- the character who played the guy Esidu? who played, I yeah. just call him Esidu. Yeah, Papa Esidu. Like we don't really get that much of them. Like he's just like okay, he's like he's a he's a piece of shit, he's an asshole, and he does this. But like. I kind of want to be like I I, I kind of wanted to get more into him like why is he like this, and at the same time I wanted to be more into like the Harper character of like, but what went on in that relationship you know? Yeah, I I can kind of see where you're coming from with that. Yeah, I don't I don't think the point is mm. though to find out why men are trash, and I think that's why they didn't. Well, no, that's not the thing. I'm not trying to find out why men are trash. I just want to know more about these characters. Like a little bit more of their backstory, as opposed to like they they went through some shit. I think they gave. I think they gave enough because mm. it's like obviously he has attachment issues and mm-hmm. he's got a low self esteem. Yeah, I got that. I got so that. like he's not able to have a, a healthy relationship. Yeah, it must have changed after they got married because otherwise she wouldn't have married him. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like I, I want a little bit 
I wanted a little bit more of that, but maybe, I mean, but maybe that wasn't. That that, was, that's what I'm saying. It's not the point, yeah, right? Yeah. Like he was trash. Yeah, yeah. And she grew out of whatever the relationship was yeah. and wanted to leave, mm-hmm. and he couldn't let her. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I think that I think that's why that's another that's that that's why it kind of gets that issue with me about like it's kind of hitting you over the head with it, as opposed to like. Hit me over the head, but tell me what you're hitting me over. The, not tell me what you're hitting me over the head, but like let the material show what what is hitting me over the head. I gotcha. Yeah, I know. I know you totally disagree. You're just like, nah. I like. Uh, no, my I disagree, but I think I just disagree mm-hmm. because we're seeing it from different viewpoints. Yeah, and I I just like the I it scratches an itch for me. Mm, okay. I don't think that I've seen anything that wholly gets the whole like. Abusive relationship kind of yeah, toxic or, thing. Yeah. Um not just abusive relationship, but like how women have to carry things. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um and I know that it hits it over the head with you, but I think partially it's because you kinda get it. Yeah. But also um like I like the fact that it hits you over the head because because I get it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I get you, I get you. I get you. It's funny, I, like I like I have this I have this metaphor for our our thoughts on this, and it's um, you're enjoying like you're enjoying the hammer, and like I would I would much rather prefer a scalpel. I guess if, if, if I can kind of. But like I quantify. see the scalpel in it. though. Yeah, you do see the scalpel. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm not like saying like, oh, you totally didn't get it, or like, oh, you just like that. So no, no. Like if any if. Folks, if if there's one thing y'all have not realized, Kelsey, I think Kelsey is way fucking smarter than me. So, there. So mm. bringing up the scalpel part, mm-hmm. it hits you over the head. Mm. There's no doubt about it. But if you take the time to pay attention, there's so many fucking layers. Yeah, yeah, and that and that's the thing. Yeah, like I agree with you that there are, there are. I think there are there are the layers because like I, you and I were talking about like oh this is what this means, what that means, everything like that. Um, but it's like, and I, and I think this goes to what I said earlier about, it's not, it's, it's not entertaining enough where like the layers, it's like here, like in the center, you know, it's like, it's like getting us, it's like getting a, uh, God, I'm coming up with all these metaphors because how, how metaphor this movie is. It's like, it's like getting a burger and like the meat's like squirrely in the middle and you gotta get through all this bread bullshit <laughs> as it be, as opposed to being like evenly like laid out and shit like that. Gotcha. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of like that there's no distractions, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. it's, it, and I think the fact that it's just about her and how she's dealing with her situation is yeah. the thing that you're focused on. Mm. But I'm like, no, there's so many other things to look at. Like yeah. I know that it's not as wide ranging as Mother was, mm-hmm. and I kind of don't want it to be. Yeah, yeah. Just because. You lose some of the message then. I get you. I get you. Yeah, okay. I don't think. I think you think it's messy and like mm-hmm. just too on the nose. And I'm like, I think. Do you think? Do you think? I, just people don't fucking pay enough attention to women, yeah. so I think it deserves to be that. Yeah. No, I, I totally get what you're saying. I totally get what you're saying. You know, it's wrong. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. No, I, to, I totally get what you're saying. You're yeah. I I you you prefer this to be really on the nose because of how how diluted it could be 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So and I'm, I'm totally not different. usually like that, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I I usually don't like things that are on the nose. And there mm-hmm. was a point in this movie where I thought it was going to get full of itself, mm-hmm. and it kind of started to. Yeah. Yeah. And then I got it. Mm-hmm. You know, right at the part where you're like, I'll skip over that part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that then I was like, okay, re- that's when I really started liking the movie. Gotcha. Um, uh, before we get into the spoilers, um, let's let's touch up on the directing. What do you think of uh, Alice Garland's uh, directing? Oh, okay. Um, his scene direction was a little bit weird to me. Mm-hmm. In the sense that I don't think it made a lot of sense. If I'm going to talk about him being messy at all, it's let's look at the flowers, let's look at the rain, let's look at, you know, mm. the countryside. Mm. And then let's look at this random stone figure. And, like, and it seems really random when they do shit like that. It doesn't make yeah. any sense. And it kind of does towards the end. But for the most part, I really don't think visually mm. some of the stuff really mattered or, like, yeah. so it it didn't have to wait to the end and make it make sense. Yeah. Or they didn't even have to use it at all. Yeah. Like, th- like there are, there are like a number of scenes, especially like when, um, the Harper character is like walking around the countryside and stuff like that. And it looks really beautiful. It looks and and really- I do like those scenes, but yeah. some of them do kind of too much. Yeah. And it, cause like, cause I, I found out that like the, the, the substance of this movie is like based off of, off of a folk folklore. Mm-hmm. I haven't looked at what folklore folklore it is, but something about, but something that like Alex Garland got obsessed with, and it's it's funny because like it feels like what you were saying, the directing kind of like forces this fork folklore like kind of like out of nowhere, mm-hmm. you know, like it leads up into this whole like mystery of like okay, what is she going to what is she going to encounter? What's this weird stuff? And then it's like. Bam! Like here it is, blah, blah, blah. like all like this weird mm-hmm. kind of like transitioning into it, and then like pulls you out of it. And you're like, wait, like what the fuck was that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which I, I think it it could have. I think that's where it kind of it could have helped with like the pacing. It could have like evenly paced out that whole folklore kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because like I think I think it would have to me. I felt like it would have landed that third act a whole lot better. It would have, and I noticed that there were times where you were like covering, like closing your ear, yeah. Because like there, it be it's a little bit more thriller than the trailer lets on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really do wish that they would have leaned into the folklore part a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that, I mean, I like the fact that you're getting the breadcrumbs of it's the same mm-hmm. person, but like, also, I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I kind of do, but uh, like, I don't know. It's just kind of like, it could have done it a little better. Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. Um, all right. So you want to hop into the, uh, spoiler section? Mm-hmm. All right. So we're going to get to the spoiler section. We're going to talk in great links about Alice Garland's men, um, so if you haven't seen the movie and you don't want to, don't want to be spoiled, here's a spoiler bumper right about now.
Okay, so since we're in the spoiler section now, let's you want to you want to just kind of break down of like what we thought, you know, certain elements of the movie was meaning and metaphors and all that kind of mm-hmm. stupid shit. Um. Okay, so you know I'm gonna let you go first because I, I think I'm a, I, I want to bounce off of what you got. All right, I guess I'll start at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that the trailer holds back. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to ask you about what you thought about the fact that her husband is black and he is like he hits her or he is like. I don't okay. know. He like I, I was wondering mm-hmm. while even while we were watching the movie mm-hmm. if you would have had something to say about the fact that like he was abusive and like and as a black guy and it kind of fits into the stereotype mm-hmm. of abuse and stuff like that. I don't know if that ever um, crossed your mind, but for me it did. It it honestly it didn't and I think I think why it didn't and it, it, it I think why it, did, it didn't so much. I I feel like Honestly, I feel like if my brother watched it, he'd be like, fuck this movie, like, straight up. Yeah. But I think the reason why it didn't bother me so much is because, um, you know, despite what I said, like, oh, I feel like they weren't given enough background to these characters, I was still able to, like, accept the way how he, the way how the character was, because clearly that dude has issues. Clearly he has some type of, like possible like bipolar disorder or some like serious anger issue like he wasn't stereotypically black he was stereotypically male yeah exactly right exactly yeah yeah and that's the thing like that that type of individual comes in all forms and all colors and stuff Mm -hmm. like that um so that's why i wasn't really too upset about that because i was just like okay like and it and it wasn't he you know he didn't walk with like a fucking do rag and you know a Paul Mall his bottom lip and a forty ounce or some shit like that you wearing know. like a really big fucking jersey yeah yeah exactly pants down to his knees yeah yeah he wasn't like yo I'm black you know like you know some stereotyping shit so it didn't really bother me um uh with that part that's what black people do what they walk into him and go yo I'm black. <laughs> Sure. You said it. <laughs> no, I didn't. Yes, you did. <laughs> I said it's stereotyping. Huh? I said it's stereotyping. No, you said, you know, he didn't walk into a room like, you know, yo, I'm black. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you said. Because I was making a, a, a commentary on stereotyping black characters. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Anyway. You laughed. No, nah, yeah, because I thought it was funny. I'll let that, I'll let that slide <laughs> just this once. <laughs> um... Okay, so what did so what did you think about um, okay what did you what did you think about the whole the whole fact that like other than other than the James character every other character play it was played by Rory Kinnear uh-huh. like and how they all looked the same what did you think about that that the whole metaphor behind that I didn't think they looked similar enough mm-hmm. for me to know for sure that it was the same person. Mm-hmm. So I found it a little distracting. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, if it was all the same person, for mm. real, for real, like, mm. and they didn't change their face. Yeah, like, if they didn't add, like, a different hairstyle or, like, facial hair or something like that. Or, like, even the, like, for for instance, uh, Jeffrey had, mm. I think, more of a square head. Yeah, and he right? had like the long hair, and he had like the like. Well, the his red. hair wasn't that long. Yeah, he had the one that was kind of like down to his ear. Remember, it was kind of like loose and curly. 
there was a white haired one. Yeah, there's that. That, that one, was that the was, pastor. Yeah, he that had was a like, like a fatter face. Yeah. So I, and he looked like he belonged in an anime. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, he kind of looked like vicious to me. Oh, in a way. Uh, from the Cowboy Bebop <laughs> live action. Damn. <laughs> um, you know, and even as a little kid, like his face was. I don't know, smaller. Mm-hmm. I just didn't... It To me, it was distracting because I'm like, am I going crazy? Because I tend to think people look similar anyway. Mm-hmm. And then people tell me I'm wrong. Or like, mm. you know how I make weird connections. So yeah. I just kind of was like back and forth. Is he or isn't he? Like, Gotcha. So it was just, just kind of distracting. To really? Me. Okay. And not to say that I didn't like it. Yeah. But it was a little distracting. I feel like you have like... A little bit of like, what's it called? Face blindness. I do. Remember, I, like I told you I don't recognize people. I know, but I think I think like I think if you actually went to like a doctor or a psychologist, they'd be like, "Yeah, you got that. Like, you got that." <laughs> <laughs> I forget what people look like mm-hmm. more so if I'm not around them all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I am around that person, it only takes a few days for me to start forgetting what they look like. Okay. Um. So. Uh, so I guess what I was getting at is like, what do you think in terms of like the Harper character? clearly around these guys clearly around these guys that all look the same you know they're played by the same actor you know just different variations but she just didn't like it just it didn't dawn on it her? didn't dawn on her like how the the naked man didn't look like the cop or how the the bartender looked like the priest or anything like that mm, i don't think that bothered me as much just because if, well, if i mm. if i didn't realize it i don't wouldn't expect her to well i'm not saying like bothered by it but the fact that she didn't even like it even dawn on her like it it just it just it might have just been like a different face but i think maybe it probably would have been cool for her to react to it in some way Mm -hmm. but oh you know the next person she sees is like kind of like are you related to jeffrey like she could have like yeah asked something like that or well well because what i was getting at is like how i think what was garland was trying to do with that of how the Harper character sees all these men and they, they're kind of all just like the same. Like, because, because there, some of, some of their, the way how they interacted with her or interacted with each other was almost like completely dismissive of like, like for example, like the bar scene, right? And she's talking about like this naked guy. Like, no, there was just like this naked guy mm-hmm. following me, right? And how the Jeffrey dude is like, oh, he was like, oh shit. But he was like, oh, probably was nothing to worry about, mm-hmm. you know? And then how the cop was like, um, yeah, we couldn't hold him. Like, clearly he wasn't a danger. Yeah, but how many women have you known mm-hmm. to, you like, you could clearly see that the person was pretending to be nice? Mm-hmm. Or, like, you know, but he's really a piece of shit and he was just hiding behind the nice facade? Mm-hmm. Like, how many women have you seen, like, be completely blind to it? I think that just kind of lends, like, I know they looked the same, like, similar. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that in itself was like a commentary of the fact that she didn't notice that because she didn't notice what they really were. No, not like she didn't notice what they were. What I was getting at is how like you can like you can take the words that Jeffrey said and you can apply it to the cop. Or you can take what the cop said and apply it to like apply it to like the bartender. Mm-hmm. And how she he sees them and hears them and it's like it's a matter of like these men just like Men almost like I don't say all men, but like in within the context uh, context of this movie, men are just dismissive of like a woman's claim of like or cry of like I, I think I'm in danger. Can y'all like help me with this? Mm-hmm. And they're just like, yeah, it's not to worry about. Which so is, what, what did I think of how she reacted to it? 
No, no, no. I wasn't. No, I wasn't asking like what you think about. I'm just sharing my opinion on that. Oh, that's oh. what I'm getting at. Not oh. telling you this is what I think you should see. Like, no, this is what this is what I'm taking from it. Gotcha. From that scene. Yeah, I've, I'm on the same page with you there. Okay. And also the fact that they, um, I feel like she got really frustrated with them too. I think she started to realize that like these people were not. It once it started to escalate. Mm-hmm. I think it kind of became a little bit more um, obvious to her. Gotcha. Um, so, okay, so let's jump into that that third act um, where shit kind of goes off the rails. Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing that like I was I, I was taken in with this movie was like eventually, like I said, like I said, eventually it just goes like really full on crazy, mm-hmm. which I I was like all about. Yeah. Right? Um. And it's, I think it's interesting how, like, all these variations of these men, like, even though it equals up to, like, one guy, but, like, the, all these variations of them are seeing her as, like, the problem. Mm-hmm. She's the problem for, she's the reason why the priest um, is so fucking horny and shit like that, mm-hmm. right? Um, she's the problem she's the issue why like the little kid is like such like has a fucking bad attitude like where he calls her like a like a little bitch mm-hmm. um and i'm trying to think who else well i'm trying to think what else the cop oh and like i said how the cop is like very dismissive she's the issue it's the issues with her not yeah because she's seeing it the wrong way yeah 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 exactly or exactly. making too much out of it yeah so one thing that like is kind of maybe you can kind of help me with this it's kind of perplexing is like that scene where like I, and I've heard I've heard other people refer to like the weird, the really weird guy as like the green man. The first one that she encounters, like yeah, and that, from the woods. Yeah, and that how you know, and then that one eventually becomes like the one who like puts like plant stuff in him and shit like that. Mm-hmm. That almost like makes it as like nature, whatever. But I was I would that part I'm kind of like, well, what the fuck is that? Yeah. I mean, I, 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 one theory, one, one idea I kind of have, and I don't know if it sticks, is because um, you and I were talking about this in the on the car on the way back. How, like, the Green Man is like, I don't know, kind of like the force of nature that is man, mm-hmm. like that it starts at one place and it's kind of like maybe in their nature. Not, I won't say like it's. I guess I feel like what Garland's saying, like it's men in their nature to eventually like become like these assholes. I think I think you're right. Yeah. Because he latches onto her mm-hmm. from the time he sees her in the woods and yeah. he's fully naked. Yeah. And then she's like, "Oh, that's weird." And he's just standing there, so she goes home. Mm-hmm. And then when she sees him again, it's the next morning mm-hmm. and he's like literally trying to get in. Yeah. Like I feel like he's just force like yeah. he's forcing himself into her space yeah um and there's nothing else there's no religion there's no authority mm-hmm. right like there's the priest and the cop mm-hmm. there's no father figure it's just male nature yeah so i think you're right okay yeah because i yeah because that part I was just like what you know but and maybe that had a little bit to do. Mm-hmm. Maybe you couldn't place it that well too. Mm-hmm. We could be. I mean, we're probably right with our opinion because it's opinion. Mm-hmm. But also, it could have to do with that folklore side that you said he 
kind of got yeah that we don't know what that story is so yeah yeah. um so we wouldn't be able to place that yeah i mean but then but then again like any movie goer you know they don't they don't walk into a movie or maybe like a marvel movie but like they (laughs) they don't walk into a movie and like i should have read up on this before i sat down and watched you know what's going on you know was like you know you know with any marvel property now you're just like oh shit maybe i should have watched loki <laughs> like before, before watching this, to be like wait why are there two universes now i saw a meme about that earlier today what was the meme um someone said something about how they felt bad for future generations that have to watch 84 movies and oh like i saw that one 11 tv shows just to catch up on what's going on in the new movie hey <laughs> well you know what i mean that i mean i mean there is binging People binge now. Yeah, but there's so much now. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be so tired. I'd be like, oh, God, what movie I got to watch now? You're only in movie 45 out of 85. Fuck. <laughs> Good thing there are those, uh, those like, speed explanations on YouTube now. Oh, yeah. We're going to explain phase one, two, three, four. And, you know, we're going to f- explain phases one through ten in 15 minutes. <laughs> like, Whoa, okay. Um. Okay, so the third act. I'm, I'm gonna let you lead this one because I, I, I really wanna, I really want you to lead this one because, because yeah. All right, the third act. Yeah, the the, the birthing, the birthing, the birthing. The birthing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. I kind of, I'm gonna start with the different versions of. Like, she's in the house by herself, the lights mm-hmm. are going out, and mm-hmm. then the different versions of the guy are coming. Mm-hmm. And she definitely clearly trusts Jeffrey, mm-hmm. but he disappears in a way, and then she trusts him when he comes back later. And I kind of felt like at that point, like, she should have realized something was going wrong. Because the cop mm-hmm. had already disappeared. Yeah. Then Jeffrey did. Yeah. So, I got, I was already kind of like, you're, you're kind of stupid. Mm-hmm. Um. But once, once the creature gets in the house, mm-hmm. he he's outside and he starts to come into the house, and I can tell she's kind of giving in a little bit. Yeah, because like, because yeah, there's that scene where like she steps, like Jeffrey steps out, and then the green man shows up and then blows the dandelion in her face, and like it like gets in her nose, mm-hmm. which is like, oh, I'm in trance and shit like that now, and the priest comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I take that right. No, the priest doesn't come in. That's the part. I'm not. I actually remember the part where the the green she, man. Yeah, she ends up going inside the house. Yeah, but like, remember the door closes and the green man sticks his hand in the mailbox, mm-hmm. and then which which I got to get up for Alice Garland. Alice Garland, he knows how to do the he knows how to do body horror like really well. Mm-hmm. Um, the part where like the knife like cuts his hand up and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. when I, I remember when I saw that, I was like, okay, clearly this is related to her ex husband because the way oh, how, how he died. He died yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but like how. Yeah, the priest opens the door, and then they're out. No, it wasn't the priest. It was the kid. She saw the kid first. Remember, the kid was playing with the dead crow that mm-hmm. went through. And yeah. but like one thing, I like I, I I thought it was really great is how that hand never heals up. No, it never does. It looks. It just looks ew. Like just wrong. Yeah, it's all wrong. And then when um, was it the priest? Yeah, it was. They so so. Anyways, what I was getting at was mm-hmm. that she was outside and she was kind of like, kind of, I give up. Like she wasn't, she didn't seem afraid anymore for yeah. like a little bit. Yeah. And I kind of like 
kind of relate to that because like at some point it's like you kind of get bombarded with like all these messages or whatever from men anyone really but men yeah and you're just like all right whatever you get used to it yeah so yeah, so she ends up in the house and she does the thing to the green man's arm and then the priest comes in and he they end up in the bedroom. It was the bathroom, yeah. It was the bathroom? Mm-hmm. Oh, to me it looks like a, a bedroom. No, I remember it was it was the it was definitely the bathroom. Yeah. Um and like he's blaming his horniness on her, but mm-hmm. he ends up like leaning against her mm-hmm. and he has his hand yeah and it's all split right yeah, and, and like he like puts it, it over, like on her neck mm-hmm. like it's a hand yeah um and for some reason i kept expecting the blood on her to disappear like if he wasn't real yeah um yeah i had and I, I yeah i totally agree with you on that i was expecting that but I, i'll go a little bit further once we get to that point because like i that's i think that's one of the reasons why i'm like ah this movie's messy as fuck Mm. Um, so there's like a lot of different changes to me that happen. It, so it kind of gets fuzzy because there's like a lot, but mm-hmm. there is a, a part now where she's going into a different room mm-hmm. and she keeps looking back and like the body, like the guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's the green man. He's the green man again. Yeah. And he births and he <laughs> get, like gives birth to an, another version of himself. Yeah, I think she. I think he gives birth to the cop because I know. It's the, I know. I know. I know. One is the kid. No, he gives birth to the kid, mm. and then the birth the kid to the priest, and then the priest to the Je- to Jeffrey, and then Jeffrey to the ex husband. That's yeah. a, that's the order I'm remembering. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So what did you? So what did you think about like that birthing scene? But like, what did you think? What do you think Alan Scott was trying to say? So the first time it happened, I was just kind of like, is this necessary? Mm-hmm. Um, then the second time it happened, mm-hmm. I was still kind of like, is this necessary? Mm-hmm. The third time it happened, I think, was when the priest was like being birthed. Mm-hmm. And I started cracking up laughing. Oh, because he's like, ugh, like just resting. Yeah, he just like- sat there like, oh, this is nice and cozy. And you yeah. can see all the steam coming off of him. You saw it as cozy. I saw it as him being tired. Like, ugh, fuck. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna have to do this again. <laughs> um, but it started to change where the vagina was. Like it was like no matter which part of the body was showing towards her, mm. there was gonna be a vagina there and like a new birth. Yeah. So I think after the after the priest was born, mm. I think he ended up giving birth to the next version off of his back. Yeah, the 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 birthing was out of his back, and then from Jeffrey, it was like out of his mouth. Yeah, that yeah. one was weird. Yeah. Also, like the the graphics weren't that good either. Like the deep fake of the kid's face. Yeah, yeah. But every version that he birthed mm-hmm. seemed to have a broken leg, like his, the husband. Yeah, because it was leading up to that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or it started. It wasn't like that in the beginning of the birthing, but like as the later versions started to have that broken leg too. Mm-hmm. And I kind of knew he was coming then. Yeah. Um. So after the priest, then I kind of was like, okay, I get what he's saying now. Mm-hmm. First of all, it doesn't matter what part she's looking at because she'll just see the birth again. It's like 
men not leaving women alone. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. You have to pay attention to them. Yeah. Um, and also, um, what was I going to say next? I don't know. What were you going to say next? <laughs> he, he was following her and I, and in the, the, um, the face she had on her was like, oh, this shit again. Mm-hmm. All right. She started to kind of be like, I don't, what are you fucking doing? Like, she had, totally had given in by the time her husband was born. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what do you want? Yeah. Like, what do you want from me? Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's why I liked it because I, re- I my divorce was a lot like that. No, oh, okay. <laughs> like the birthing scene. Mm-hmm. Like, there was a real struggle for me. Yeah. Um, and he just t- fucking tired her out. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like, like my, t- my take on the bird scene is like, one, uh, I was already kind of like done after the first time. No, I take that back. After like the kid came, after the second birth scene, I was like, all right, I'm kind of fucking done with this. Because um, I was like, all right, we fucking get it, man. We, we are getting it now, okay? Like, you don't, you don't have to go again. Mm-hmm. Um, but like my 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 look on my look on that because like because like there's this because like there's that part and we talked about it a little bit earlier when they were kind of showing like the like the carvings and whatever mm-hmm. like there was like a carving of a, of a like it looks like a creature's face and then the other side of the carving was like a woman mm-hmm. but like the way how the woman was carved was like her boobs were her boobs and her vagina was like presented mm-hmm. and I felt like with that birthing scene. It was like kind of saying that like no matter no matter what men are always gonna feel like the reason why they're like they are is because of women, mm-hmm. even though it's like no, there's a deeper issue with that. There, it's that very surface level kind of like the problem is you, it's not me, and I'm like this because of you. Mm-hmm. And I felt like the birthing scene was kind of like well, it's because of women that we're gonna get that guy and then that guy and then that guy, you know. And that like, reminded me what I was telling you yesterday, the other day. Um, well, do you want to chime in right now? Or? Yeah. Um, the reason why, what I thought about that the birthing scene was mm. like you, th- you thinking that it's like, oh, this is women's fault or whatever. Mm. I think that it's almost like women have to watch men do their stupid fucking bullshit all yeah. the time. Mm. And he's birthing himself like different versions mm. of male toxicity yeah mm-hmm. um but she's got to watch it yeah yeah and like that that part where you're saying birth male tox, tox, toxicity i was getting i was getting to toxic masculinity i was gonna get to that as well mm-hmm. which um yeah it was like no matter and, and that's the thing like it was the jeffrey character who was like the father figure mm-hmm. you know then there was the priest who was like you know, he's supposed to be a, a man of God. You know, he 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 can do no wrong and stuff like that, or like the innocence of like of a child and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But no matter what they are, they are still they are still as a form of toxic masculinity, just um, masked differently. Mm-hmm. You know, even like with the kid who's like the kid who's like, oh fucking bitch, like I I don't doubt that he will say that quite often as he becomes a male. I mean, as he becomes an adult. Yeah. Um. So, I, I I really think like the part where like the ex husband comes out, which you know when I, when I saw the hand being split, like I said, I, I was like, okay, it's the ex husband's going to show up again, and it's because it's he's it's going to be him, you know, he's going to be the uh, the author of all her pain and shit. Um, but that part where he where she where she was like, what do you want? 
which I'm like, and it's funny because I like, don't get me wrong. I've done some, I've done some shitty things in past relationships where I've had that said to me, Mark, what do you want? Like, fucking just tell me what do you want? So like the whole thing about like how you said how guy, like, you know, guys are just like, just harping on his negatives keep going at it until like they break they break the woman down and mm-hmm. stuff like that and that's why you get like oh she didn't say no yeah <laughs> you know or like well i didn't understand that she didn't want it yeah, yeah. or you know like yeah you get all exactly. these things and it's like dude like you're just a fucking annoyance like you just get it over with and be done yeah um and then like that part where he was like oh i just want you to love me and she's like <sighs> like that whole, like <laughs> And that's it. And I've and I've said that before. I just wanted you to love me. Like, mm-hmm. and when he, I remember when he said that, I was like, Ugh. I was like, Ugh, fucking man, this, what is wrong with us? For me, that was like one of my favorite parts uh-huh. because I was like, that wasn't my marriage <laughs> at the, the whole time. Uh-huh. And then at the end, when we were getting divorced, and he's like, why don't you love me anymore? <laughs> like, yeah, and it's just like. Like and I'm not I'm not I'm not speaking of I'm not speaking of your ex husband speaking of the character James but like dude like you didn't like it was all right there that's why she doesn't love you like which is how men are you know how I don't say all but it's the majority of us shit um so all that shit that's happening all that weird intensity body horror and then like symbolism and kind of shit. I think the last like, and I think the last two minutes made it completely shit the bed, because like I because I remember when she's like, ugh, like kind of like scuff like whatever, uh-huh. and it's like men right there right. I think if it ended there, I'd been like cool. It it could have really opened the door of like was this all in her head like was she actually there? Is this something? Is this her way of grieving and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. But then it jumps to like her friend finally showing up. Like the how the car is crashed, you know. Yeah. Um. Th- you see the door open, but there's like this a blood streak, and then she like and she sees her friend like out. She sees the Harper the Harper's friend sees Harper like sitting out there. You know, we see see the blood on her neck, but it's kind of like, wait, like what? You know, I'm kind of like I'm left like wait. So was it not? I guess was it not in her head? And then if it wasn't. Did she just like murder somebody? Like she just savage just kill the shit out of somebody? <laughs> Did she have like a nervous breakdown and kill like three guys at once or some shit like that? Yeah. So that's what I, I that's that's the thing. That's one of the things I'm like, oh, that, like I, after thinking about it, it's like, oh, okay, I have a serious problem with this movie now. What did you think about the fact that Harper's friend was pregnant? I don't know. I don't. I didn't know what to think of that. I honestly did not know what to think of that. I didn't at first either, but I'm yeah. like, well, if Harper's friend is there. Uh-huh. And I felt like the way she smiled at her wasn't total relief. Mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of weird. Yeah. I wonder if her friend wasn't pregnant when she left. But she is now. And it's just like more mm-hmm. weirdness or whatever's involved with whatever was going on at that that. Yeah. See, like when I say like, I don't know what to think of it. I think because like when I saw it, I, I just thought like, oh, the actress was just pregnant at the time. Like that's all I thought. Like, I didn't really, I honestly didn't think of any deeper of, like, oh, like, she was just happened to be pregnant at the time. That was it. Yeah. But, like, I'm but sure. But, like, you could make a whole other story about mm-hmm. how, like, okay, that was the whole men 
mm-hmm. men men aspect but then how like men can affect other things like yeah. that baby wasn't there now it is or like well that's the thing like we never knew if the baby was there to begin with because every no, time i know that's what i'm saying yeah yeah and then that's and that's and that's the thing like she i don't i don't recall her mentioning about anything like her friend mentioned anything that relates to being pregnant nope or even that she's in a relationship or anything like that yeah and then it's like um what i was getting at is how Mm -hmm. women can sometimes take on the um women can sometimes take on that male aspect too Remember how every time she was on the phone with her friend, her friend was like, I'll go, I'll, I'll protect you. I want to be your protector, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. A, a male thing, too. Yeah, yeah, it can yeah. be. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that, you know, like, she showed up at that place, and I don't know, I just kind of felt like it might have been, like, not a very well-explored idea. Yeah. Yeah, I can, I can, I can, I can see that. I can see that. Because there's no reason for her to show up at the end like that, like... Yeah. I really think that scene wasn't well thought out, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, probably, you know, not think about probably revisit this movie. Because um, I, I, I really enjoy Alex Garland. And that's the thing, like, it's not like Alex, Gar- Alex Garland is like a messy writer. I mean, this is the dude who wrote Devs. And I remember you and I did a whole episode. Oh, we on, love Devs. Yeah, we did a whole episode on Devs. And we're just like, what does it mean? It's what this means and everything like that. It was like super crazy. But it's. It's it's funny. Even Alice Garland has kind of come out. Like I I I, I heard a story. Um, I uh, the name is, escapes me right now. The film critic, but the critic had said that they went to the um, they went to a special screening in New York, and it was followed by a Q and A, um, and that when uh, when they were queuing up the movie. Uh, or when the the person the moderator was queuing up the movie, they were like, "Oh, well, we like to let you know that Alice Garland's in, is in the theater, and you know, Alice Garland's like coming down coming down the aisle and stuff like that." And people were like, "Woo!" They're like clapping and stuff like that. And Alice Garland's like, "You guys are clapping now. Just wait until you watch the movie. You guys probably won't like it." <laughs> like he's like he's so like dismissive of his own work, and it's he's actually done. Well, it I think it. also partly because he's like, yeah, there's a whole like gross birthing scene in there. <laughs> yeah, but like he's 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 even he's even come out and said, uh, I think it was an interview with Variety. Uh, Alex Garland has actually said that he he doesn't like directing, and th- one of the reasons he actually does is because he's kind of been like burned by the Hollywood system because he like the issues with. Um, that happened with his movie, uh, the the book he wrote, uh, the beach, and then the ending of uh, Sunshine. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but he's kind of gotten to a point. He's like, I did this. I have to do this because I like I can. I'm the one who can get my vision out there, right? You know. But at the same time, he's like, oh, I don't want to fucking do this, but I have to. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. So maybe I don't. I you know, I can't really speak on Alan Garland's mindset fully of his opinion of the film but i'm sure he tried his best of like all right i'm trying to say this and i hope it like comes off well but if it doesn't i'm sorry <laughs> i wonder if he could team up with somebody alice garland he he used to team up with uh danny boyle oh see that would that would be good Matt. yeah like i said but like but like i said he had issues with the beach and that's a danny boyle film he's had issue with sunshine that's a danny oh. boyle film um He's worked with, uh, once again, Danny Boyle with 28 Days Later. But it's also like the studio the studio system kind of being like, no, like... Like you this. lose control and then yeah. the director doesn't fight for it. Yeah, or like the director can only do so much. Mm-hmm. You know, so, uh, 
I, I always refer to this, but Martin Scorsese, he he still has a problem with studios of like getting his getting the right the uh, things get, made the way he intends. Yeah, or like or the or the the funded to be able to get funded to get these certain movies made. Mm-hmm. And this is Martin fucking Scorsese, and he yeah. still has to like fight with Hollywood system or the studio system. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Like, so what do you do? You say do you say maybe check it out? Tell people to check it out. <laughs> I like the question in your voice. I know. Maybe check it out. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. <laughs> um, I will say that if you are squeamish, probably not. If yeah. you are okay with, you know, like body horror and seeing multiple people be birthed. Mm-hmm. And the depiction of men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, then go for it because I think it's actually pretty good. Yeah, this is definitely not like, oh, let me sit down and like eat some popcorn and watch this movie. Yeah. <laughs> this, is one of, this is like, ooh, let's let's do this. <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah, I wouldn't give it like an A rating for sure, but it's definitely It like, is it it does kinda kinda tickle um tickle your fancy. Yeah. Yeah, got it. Um All right, so uh what do we got? Next. Next, we're going to listen to Mark talk at length about, uh, you know, Better Call Saul and Adventure Time Mm -hmm. in our Variety Time segment. And when I say Mark is going to talk at length, I mean he's just going to keep talking forever. Not really. No, because you're going to... This segment's all about you, like it was last time. It's not all about me. I'm just sharing my thoughts on this, and I expect you to, like, respond. You know, we kind of go back and forth and stuff like that. (laughs) You know? Um, So, yeah, I've been... I've been um, marathoning two shows. Um, While I watch, like, other stuff like Barry or, like, We Own This City, um, I've been pretty obsessed with... Uh, Better Call Saul and Adventure Time, um, for for two separate reasons, and well, also uh, kind of the same reason. Yeah, well, yeah, for two se- well two separate reasons why I got into it, and then two reasons why I think they're kind of the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I I you know I, I I was one of the people I was like one of millions of people who would watch Breaking Bad, um, and then when Better Call Saul came out, um, I was mildly interested but like not enough because i i did enjoy the saul goodman character but i was like eh, i don't really care so much to watch a spinoff of this character he was you know? too spazzy and better in um breaking bad for he, me to be like why are we watching a movie about this guy who yeah. kind of makes me want to punch him or a series yeah um and i i gave i remember giving the show a try i think i watched maybe like three or four episodes and i'm like mm, it's not really hooking me i just I don't know, and yeah. I just never, I, I didn't get, I didn't get into it until recently. Uh, after I don't remember what show before I marathon it was done with, but I was looking for something to like start being obsessed with, and that was Better Call Saul, and I was just like, holy shit, like you know, start, I start, like I said, I started running through these episodes. I'm, I'm in the middle of like season four right now. Um, so then with it, with Adventure Time. Uh, I watched a few episodes here and there during his initial run, but I never fully got into it because I just it just wasn't my cup of tea. Of course, everybody would talk about Adventure Time, but like they wouldn't say they would just say like how 
funny it is or how adult it can be or, or how, how trippy yeah or how trippy it is i'm like okay cool but like yeah give me a little bit more you know until a co-worker of mine got into it about like oh no there's like a season where it gets really philosophical talks about life and this is and this and everything and i was like oh shit okay i think i might check it out i think i might check it out <laughs> And I told my girlfriend, like, oh, yeah, I think I might start watching this. And she's like, oh, no, yeah, you should watch because. And she starts saying the same thing. I'm like, all right, all right, cool. So then I've kind of been on this steady path of just, like, watching all this stuff. Also, another thing that was turning me off from, from Adventure Time was there's, like, 10 seasons. Like, I know one season has, like, 50 fucking episodes. Oh, wow. Um, but I know it's like, oh, each each one is, like, 11 minutes, right? But still, that's still a lot of time to go through like 24 episodes that are like 11 minute bites because you're like, you got shit to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's where I started thinking they're like kind of the same. And I know one is a cartoon, one is real life, right? Mm-hmm. But they do this thing where an episode kind of like just kind of gets you into like the spring of things, the adventure of things, this is what's going to happen. They're on this journey, you know, like a plot A, plot B, point A to point B and kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But then it starts getting deeper, right? And it starts getting into like the psychology of like, of, a, of humanity. Mm-hmm. And then it starts get, going down some dark fucking paths, right? Uh-huh. Um, where Better Call Saul, like how... The Bob Odenkirk character, which in this show is Jimmy McGill, who becomes this like dirty lawyer. And when the show starts, he's kind of a sketchy guy, but he's this guy who like wants to like do right. He like becomes a lawyer, but he becomes a person who like defends criminals because he believes and he believes people deserve a second chance, like how he was given. Mm-hmm. But as the show is progressing, that's like just falling further and further away. Like, Mm -hmm. it's essentially he's breaking bad. He's Mm. just getting worse and worse. And it's not even just him. It's like the other characters around them as well. They come off as hopeful and stuff like that. And they start getting to realization that, like, no, this is not like the world is not gumdrops and lollipops. Mm -hmm. Right. Which goes to Adventure Time. (laughs) You know, their world literally is gumdrops and lollipops. Exactly, but all's not right. Exactly, but like, there's like this whole thing, and they sh- and they show this um, at the opening credits for Adventure Time, where it's like the camera like swoops through like the kingdom, goes through like the ice, the ice kingdom, the the, the I don't know the the candy kingdom. It's like Candyland. Yeah, Candyland kind of thing. But before they go there, you see the land, and it's like desolate. You can tell. There was like a great war that happened. A lot of lives were lost. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, here's like all this death and dismay and, and we're this wonderful land and this gumdrops and lollipops. But then when you start getting further into the show, Jake, who is the only human boy there, he starts like going like, wait, why am I the only human boy? This makes no sense. Where's everybody? Where did I come from? And it gets into this whole existentialism kind of thing of like, what is the point of my existence? Is there good? Is there bad? Is there a gray area that I have to start stepping into? Um, now, I know, and I'm saying this as somebody who hasn't gone through the entire series, but I've been told that like it starts getting really, really deep shit mm-hmm. about like the existence of like God or like higher beings and stuff like that, right? Um, there is like, there's literally an episode where like, <laughs> 
Jake has to overcome fear of going into the into the ocean. But you could apply that to like just overcoming your fear and how fear is like manifest into like a form of anxiety, mm-hmm. which gets pretty dark for a kid's show. Yeah. Um, and then we're better call Saul. We have you know the Jimmy character who, like I said, is trying to do good and he's just slowly becoming worse and worse and worse and worse and stuff like that, right? But he keeps trying to like justify himself. Like, well, I'm doing this because these are for like old people. I'm doing this, I'm, I'm fine for the justice of older people, right? But in the end, it's like, no, nah, dude, you just want to get your money. Mm-hmm. Um, so it starts doing the whole examination of like, of, of, right and wrong good and bad is there a gray area where do you cross the line how far can you cross the line can you ever come back across that line mm-hmm. um what i said it's like it's becoming it's it's something that's it's something that's very it's something that's almost like uh turning into comfort food now <laughs> <laughs> um you know as as Kelsey and I had talked about like a few episodes ago we talked about like things that we watched to kind of make ourselves feel better kind of like get us out of her funk and like my have i have a habit of watching like david fincher films that are fucked up and be like oh i feel so much better now <laughs> and yeah you make fun of me for watching cooking shows because they're so like well i don't see a point in it but like i know you watch it because you're like let me just veg out on this stuff yeah like i don't have to think about it and they're entertaining because they're fucking stupid yeah, it's just like a David Fincher film. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. Uh-huh. Totally stupid. You can totally veg out on that fucked up ass movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah. Like I Okay, sorry. Uh, but yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm becoming... Like I said, I'm super obsessed with Breaking Call... Uh, breaking, I'm going to say Breaking Call Saul. <laughs> <laughs> Better as well. Ca- I know, right? Um better call Saul especially like they just had like a mid-season finale for the sixth season the sixth season uh-huh. and I've been bullet dodging fucking spoilers because I heard it's like a holy fuck moment uh-huh. in the mid-season um, and I hope I don't I hope I don't get spoiled with that watch someone listen to the episode and be like oh yeah this is what know, happened right? like I can't wait for you to watch it yeah then I'm gonna find him and murder them <laughs> <laughs> um and I'm trying to think of like one particular episode of Adventure Time that really got me hooked. Um, oh, you know what? Okay, this is the episode that got me hooked, and it's it's so fucking out of nowhere. Um, Jake and Finn are helping off this elephant lady. I forgot what her name is, but she makes apple pies, and they take her to like this crystal kingdom or this crystal dimension, so she can take a bite of like this crystal apple, and it's very like adventuring kind of thing right yeah and you're like okay this i'm just enjoying this and then she 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 reaches her goal she reaches what she wanted that apple she bites the apple and she explodes oh shit (laughs) and you see jake's face and finn's face that are like complete shocked and and they're making a noise that's like and then (laughs) and And I remember watching that thinking like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I think I'm on board now. <laughs> Which kind of goes into like the whole the whole kind of deeper meaning within the show of like reaching for what you want, but it might not be something that you need or something that you should take. And there are like dire consequences. Like the, sh- the, the episodes of follow up, the, that, that story is actually followed up like 
I think like later in the season or in the next season, you find out what happened to that character after she exploded. Uh huh. But it's still it's kind of like dire and dark. Yeah. Because like, it, it, she gets into like, I see everything in the universe now. Like it's, it's, it's oh. getting like it gets weird and philosophical in that episode. It kind of reminds me of the one I watched with you. There are two episodes I watched with you, and one mm-hmm. was the little girl, and they're in like that thief kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, which that one was really strange. Thief so. Kingdom. You gotta, you gotta kind of remind me. There was a little girl who's like, someone stole my bag or something or my basket. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and yeah. they're like, if you go in there, you're a thief. And yeah. they're like, no, like, we won't become a thief. We promise. And then they tried. They have to like the only place they can go is like to this mm. tower. You can only not be a thief to get in there. Yeah. But like, it gets really weird. And then and she be, she was becoming a thief. She was end. a thief. She was a thief because yeah. she stole, I think, something from someone else. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and it turns out like they, since they stole, because they stole something, they stole it back, mm. and then that made them the thief or y- something. You're referring to Jake and Finn, right? Yeah, because mm. that that thing that she had never actually belonged to her either. Yeah. And I, and I and I think I think even like with that episode, because she's like this cute and cuddly girl. But she's like not innocent, and that's like, it's it's not saying like, I mean, one person can say that like innocence doesn't exist, uh-huh. but it, I it could also be, and this is my hopeful side of like, it's not that innocent doesn't exist. It's just you have to just kind of be careful who you deal with because they can always have an ulterior ulterior motive mm-hmm. behind it, even and it could be someone who looks dangerous to like someone who looks like that little girl, yeah, from the from Adventure Time. And then the other episode was uh, the guy. Mm-hmm. He was like a giant thing. He was like killing all the little house people, or not killing them, but like bullying them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And like how he was just he was he was bullying them, and they were treating him not to be rude. Uh huh. And like you know him being rude, like was stopping these other creatures from coming in to killing the people in the family. Yeah. <laughs> Which it's kind of like what is it? The um a symbiotic relationship? Yeah, that and then also what's what's the phrase? The ends justify the means or some shit like yeah. that. It's like that. It's, so that's that's what I'm going. Like when adventure time it gets like deep like that, deep and fucked up like that. It also kind of teaches you that you could be nice just like everybody else. Mm. But then you'll just be like everybody else and you might not be contributing to anything. So you're saying um so you're saying just don't be nice, just be assholes all around. Yeah, just be yourself. If that's an asshole, be your be your true self. Reach your full potential. <laughs> and now we are going to do our geriatric cinematic of Federico Fellini's La Strada. This film came out in 1954 and it is also known as The Road. And the synopsis is, a carefree girl is sold to a traveling entertainer, consequently enduring physical and emotional pain along the way. Directed by Federico Fellini, written by Tullio Pinelli and Federico. It also stars Anthony Quinn, 
Gioletta, Julieta Messina and Richard Basehart. Um, so yeah, Federico, Federico Fellini, uh, very, very well-known Italian director. Um, did you know that this was actually the first, first foreign film to win an Oscar? Nope. Um, yeah, I believe it was like 19, this movie came out, what, 1954? Yep. Uh, I believe it won an Oscar in 55. I feel like I should have the date somewhere, but I do not have it. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So Federico Fellini's uh, La Strada, um, I'm like, I'm a huge Fellini fan. He's like one of my favorite like Italian directors, like one of, like, to me, one of the best films ever is Eight and a Half, you know, um. Which I'm actually glad that Kelsey has some uh, familiar area of of Fellini because you and I went to go see Eight and a Half, the 4K version of it, mm-hmm. um, which magnificent. That was fucking awesome. <laughs> um, so obviously, like going to this film, I'm like, all right, cool. I'm probably gonna really like it. You know, it's a Fellini film. I kind of know what to expect, even though it was pretty different. Uh, <laughs> Um, but you know, no one gives a shit about my opinion. Uh, what matters more is what did Kelsey think about it? I liked it a lot. Did you really? It was sad. Yeah, this is a really fucked up movie. But I liked it a lot because mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I feel like there's a shift within me where I don't know. Even five years ago, I didn't want to watch things that were steeped in realism mm-hmm. because I felt like it would just add to my pain. Now I feel like if I watch these things, it kind of soothes it. Mm, okay. Um, Would you say that it kind of helps you better understand it? The pain that I have? Mm-hmm. Um, not really. It doesn't help mm. me understand it, but I feel like I can connect with them in a way that mm. makes me feel seen. Okay, okay, okay. So it helps. Because like, even when you and I talk about whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, I know that there are times where like, oh, you... You say you can't help me, but really the only thing is, as long as you understand me, I almost always feel better. Mm-hmm. I don't understand you. No, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, no, because no, I, I asked that because obviously that's that's, that's uh, one of my forms of therapy is, or help me better understand, um, you know, what's kind of going on in my head or why. I mean, I know I know there's a level of dramatization behind it in film, but there still is like a level of like realism behind it. Like somebody had these thoughts because they took an experience and were like, let me put this on the paper. I think it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. We're saying it different ways, but it's mm-hmm. the same. Like, yeah. like you're saying in a sense that uh, it helps you understand yourself, but I, I feel like I already know. Maybe it does put the thoughts in a little bit more order. A bit more context. Yeah. Yeah. But um, at the end of the day, whatever I'm watching makes me feel better because I feel like someone else out there understands me. Yeah. And they're, and they're suffering. You're like, good. I'm not the only one suffering. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, so what did you think? um, So what did you think of uh, Fellini's uh, directing? Like I said, you've only seen eight and a half. um, So you don't have a lot to go on. um, But what did you think as his, as his directing within this film? Two things. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a beautiful film. Yeah, totally agree with it. And you know, and like I really, I really like how you really travel around with these characters. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, mm. I really don't like old directors when it comes to finding pictures for the thumbnail. Oh. Okay. 
because they don't take enough wide shots. So when they do, the uh, only wide shots you can find are fucking fuzzy as fuck. Yeah, you can't use them. Yeah, I know. I know. That's one of the biggest. Especially like if you and I are getting like a really old school like independent film mm-hmm. that like is not uh, not in some level of like HD quality. We're like, fuck, we got to go with this bullshit, this fuzzy ass <laughs> shot. Um, but other than that, like, what what else do you think of his his directing? I really liked how he. There are certain times where, like, Gelsamina doesn't really talk that much, mm-hmm. but you learn about her through the other characters, yeah, and the mm-hmm. way they totally. talk to her or about her, yeah. And um, I really think that most directors don't do that, and it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. I would love to explore that more. Yeah, like it's it's funny because like yeah, she doesn't she doesn't really talk a lot, but you you do have an under, a better understanding of like where she's coming from, what her family was like, why her mother essentially sold her to this like circus performer and stuff like that. Um, but I'll, I'll go on I'll go and say that like uh, how do you say Juliet Messina? Um, Julietta. Julietta, sorry, Julietta Messina. I I'll say like she's very expressive yeah and i think that's like really fucking great and it's not like you know as we were talking about like we're talking about um what's her name jesse buckley Mm -hmm. and men of how her face is expressive but not overly expressive we got we we have we're able to translate what's going on but you know it's not like hitting us in the face with a frying pan or anything like that i i disagree oh okay but it's a good way okay because I feel like she doesn't always make a lot of sense with her facial expressions. Like you can Mm -hmm. see her thinking, but you don't really, it doesn't translate into, you know what she's thinking, Mm -hmm. but also she does sort of over emote Mm -hmm. a lot, like throughout the whole film. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like it adds to the performance, like Mm -hmm. the whole idea that she's not normal. Like there's something wrong with her because other people in the movie are normal and she's not. Yeah. So I feel like it's okay that she's like that. That that actually serves a purpose. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. Um, what did you think of uh, Anthony Quinn? He's a famous uh, Spanish actor. Oh, he was good. I don't know. Like he's gruff and he certainly played the asshole very fucking well. But I feel like a lot of people probably could. I, I, I don't I don't agree with you with that because there are some people that clearly like they try too hard to be a dick like there are some people who okay like I think for uh, like for example no no actually that's not that's a horrible example I was thinking of um, Walter Goggins Walter Goggins is like from what the actor Walter Goggins he's like one of the ni- from interviews he's one of the nicest guys in Hollywood but he plays a racist piece of shit like no other mm. um, but like with that being said I think it's I don't say it's hard to play. An asshole? I think it's hard to play a convincing asshole. Do you think that it's hard to play a convincing asshole for a younger generation? I feel like it was probably easier for the older generations, like back at the 50s and 40s and... Um, because they just were very much like just deal with your shit. Yeah, I'll, I yeah I'll, I I'll I'll agree with that, but you know not everybody back then was an asshole. Like you know, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they were. I'm right. just kidding. I know. Put your so put your bootstraps. Um, but I think I think with I think with now it's a little bit harder because 
how things have kind of developed over time and how we kind of, I mean, we have somewhat of a better life, even though it's slowly devolving. I know. I think about, <laughs> I was thinking about that earlier today. Oh, really? I was like, I think we got internet fucked us up. Like, we were getting Ooh. smarter. Now we're getting stupider. Yeah, yeah. Or everybody's <laughs> claiming to be smarter, but it's like, no, no, no. Like, I can look this up on the internet. Yeah. Um, but like, like I'm not saying like Anthony Quinn like a resounding performance or anything like that. But I, I did, and you know, the the mo the main focus isn't on him. But nothing, nothing was a performance I thought like stood out or anything. I actually really liked uh, Richard Basehart as the fool, uh-huh. um, because he had like these two modes. Right, the very playful, like, "Hey, have a good time with me," or like, "Oh, I'm like cracking a joke at your expense," mm-hmm. you know, but like not being like brutally brutal on it. But like, there's that part where the his character and Julieta Messina are like, he's he like Richard Bezar's character is like trying to convince her to like, "Hey, come with me, leave your husband." Like, why are you staying with him? He's a piece of shit. He treats you like shit. But there are parts where he says like, "Oh, he treats you like shit." Well, also, you don't know how to cook. Um, but, like, why are you being with him? Well, you are kind of stupid. Like, he's kind of, like, he's, like, talking shit, but, like, trying to not sugarcoat it, but, like, giving her, I'm trying to think what's the word. He's, like, he's, like. He's trying to give her, I think, like, motivation to do better than she's doing. Yeah, but at the same time, like, bringing her down. Yeah. Which, I, which that that whole thing, kind of, like, him doing that, like, on and off. I, that I I really liked how how he was able to pull that off very smooth. To me, it, it came it was off very like smooth. seamlessly. Yeah, 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 exactly. Which I I was really enjoying it. Um, which I think it kind of goes into the theme of like how you know, like I said, the, the Turpic, which is you know, men are trash round two, where like in men, all those men were trash, and here, the only like one male that's actually not that trash, or that's not actually not bad, is like the guy who owns the circus. Yeah. Who's like, just come with us, you know? You know, tells tells um the Gelsomone? Uh Gelsomina? Gelsomina, thank you. The Gelsomina character of like, just come with us, right? But like there's these two guys who one is obviously a piece of shit and one who's not so obviously a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like stuck between those two. Yeah. Um also, um Anthony Quinn kind of reminds me of uh my stepdad before my current stepdad. Which stepdad was that one? Steel, right? Mm-hmm. Wasn't he? Wasn't he indigenous? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, so, I think he was like half. Did he? Would he put it like a chain across his chest and be like, "I can break it"? <laughs> no, he was very oddly built. I bet you could have. Probably. Um, and he, you know, he could chain smoke like no other. What <laughs> one thing? I, one thing I I found out about this movie when I was like, wait, what the fuck? Is that Walt Disney actually expressed like making this into an animated feature? Really? No, I'm sorry. He wanted to make an animated feature based off the Gelsomina Gelsomina character. Yeah, and then like it just it just never happened. But like Fellini has said he he has said I could have lived on Gelsomina for 20 years. I kind of believe that because it does kind of have Disney written all over it. Yeah, yeah, the tragic character taken away to maybe like a better life, mm-hmm. and it's not as great, and like all this kind of you know bad stuff starts happening. Um, so, what did you what did you think about the scene where the fool essentially dies? Like, I didn't see that coming at all. Me either, and I think that's where it really kind of took a turn. Yeah, because you kind of up until that point, you see her kind of struggling with life in general. Yeah, 
but maybe things start to get kind of a little better for her when she realizes what path she kind of wants to take. Mm-hmm. And then they cross paths again, and she's like, that happens, and she just can't cope with it anymore. Like, it broke yeah. her. Would, would, you say, would you say that, like, everything leading up was her just turning a blind eye? Well, I, I, I think it was... At least I think it was actually it was pretty obvious that she was turning a blind a blind eye on a lot of stuff. I mean, not only was like, not only was Gasamino supposed to be like a performer, but it was supposed to be the the what's his name it was supposed to be uh, Zampano's uh, wife. And there's like that scene where like he go he picks up like some like possibly like a prostitute mm. in front of her and is like, oh here I'm gonna go with her. You wait here and had her like sit on the curb, right? Like uh-huh. freezing, right? Which like any woman now would be like, well, fuck that guy. I've never talked to him again, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but like, she comes back to him, and she still kind of like has this kind of fantasy of like, oh, we're gonna go do this. We're gonna perform like this. We're gonna have like these great times and everything. And I think like with seeing the fool die in front of her, like that veil was just snatched away, and it was just like that's all she just saw was like pain. I I disagree up until that point. Mm. I don't think she was turning a blind eye. Mm. I almost kind of relate with her in a way. Mm. Because you know how Cadence doesn't pay attention to any fucking thing? Yeah. It's not that she's not paying attention. It's that she doesn't... It's almost like she doesn't live in our world. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I totally agree with you You know what that. I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, I was like that. Mm-hmm. Not to her degree. But I literally... I didn't understand people's jokes. Like... People could talk about me right in front of my face. I'd have no idea what the fuck they were talking about. Like, I was Mm. totally not in reality with everybody else. Yeah. Until I had to go through some shit, and I came crashing down to reality. Okay. And I feel like she she was very immature. Yeah. And she had no... She just didn't understand what was happening around her Uh. until the fool died. And then she was like, this is reality. I can't cope with this. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. Um, re- uh, remind me, um, the scene with uh, when they were staying at the, uh, at the nunnery, mm-hmm. was that before the fool's death or was that after the fool's death? I feel like that was before the fool's death. I think it was just before. Okay, yeah, because I think, because, like, leading up to, like, she, like you said, you, um, what were, what were your exact words that she, I, I said she turned a blind eye, but what were your exact words that she... She just wasn't living in reality, reality. with oh, everyone else. Yeah, and I and I think as, as the movie progressed, like, you see, you know, we're going with, with your, your line of thinking, um, the reality slowly being picked away. Right. Like it, she could sometimes connect with the true reality. Yeah. And she didn't like it. And it's not she was turning a blind eye, but she just couldn't cope and she'd just not be in our rela- reality again. Yeah. And I think like the, the part where like uh, they're at the nunnery and like the dude is basically trying to steal the silver. Mm-hmm. She's like really seeing it. even got to that part where she's like, where she's like, leave me alone. Like, I don't want to deal with it. Like, she falls down that hole. And he's like, come on, let me get you out. And he's like, she's like, no, I'm going to stay down here. Like, pretty much like, fuck you. I kind of feel like that happened after. No, it was, it was, it was, it was definitely. Uh, remember, it, it, because it, she was crying at the nunnery, too. She had no reason to cry except for the fool's death. No, she wasn't. I don't think she was crying at the, I think she, I don't think she was crying at the nunnery. Because I remember that part, she was playing the trumpet. 
and he was like, can you please shut up? Like, can you stop doing that? Oh, okay. Um, but she did. I remember she she did. She was crying because he was like, you have small hands. Go in there and get that silver. Oh, and yeah. And that's yeah. why she was like, no, like, like fuck you. Like, stay away from yeah, me and yeah, that kind yeah. of shit. And then obviously when the fool died, that's like, boom. That was like, oh, it's everything's completely shattered. With yeah. That. Um, so what did you what did you think of the ending? That was sad. That was a fucked up ending. It was, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like he got his just desserts, uh-huh. right? Like, well, okay, well, okay, not 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 the, not the ending ending on the beach, but let me let me start over. The lead up to the ending, where like he oh, like where he, he left her, he left her, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm of two minds. Mm-hmm. She could stay with him and know what she's gonna get. Mm-hmm. Or she could be without him and hopefully find a better life. Which yeah. it sounds like she kind of did a little bit for a while. For a little while. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of time had passed because he had gray hair by the time. Yeah, I mean, we don't we don't fully know what happened to her. Like, gr- granted, she didn't really have a choice in the matter. He was like... I'm going to leave you here going to sleep. I'm going to take off. I know, but it sounded like she learned how to play the trumpet and people really enjoyed her company without him. Yeah, but like that's the thing. The lady who had told her, and once again, we're hearing about her through other people. Um, It sounded like she had like a mental breakdown or something. Yeah, yeah, right. And maybe maybe she was like stuck in that reality. I mean, that that, 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 like her brain broke so much that she like um, escaped into that false reality of like, gumdrops and lollipops and stuff like that yeah but she couldn't function yeah the way she could before yeah yeah yeah. which like <sighs> i feel like sometimes i get like that how do you mean like sometimes i get so stressed from like work or like finances and stuff that mm-hmm. i literally can't remember things or i can't be present when we're talking i think that's understandable because like it it takes you know the things that stress you out it, it if you don't know how to if you haven't found a way to like better cope with it or kind of like coexist with it, like it kind of does take over. Or not that you don't find a better way, but there's just so much that you just really yeah. can't. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, like, and then like you know, find out yeah that she ended up she ended up dying alone. Not well, kind of alone. Yeah. And they like, found her on the beach, and they tried to care for her, but they were there for her at the end. Yeah, but like, but like, that's the thing. Like when she died, she, she, the lady had said, "Like no one knew who she was. They didn't have a name or anything. Like she might as well be." I, I she think died she, pretty much like nameless. Yeah, which I think that's pretty fucked up. <laughs> I think it is, but I feel like it was um, like mercy. How do you mean? She's not fucked up anymore. She's dead. Oh, oh, like it's it's like she's yeah. She doesn't feel pain. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like, of course, that's me. Like, I know that sounds really negative, but for me, that's like finding a positivity out of someone's death. Like, mm-hmm. they don't hurt anymore. That's true. And also, like, he got his just desserts because mm. he did love her. He just didn't know how to express it, and he was an awful to her. Yeah. Now he can't fix it, and he knows that he'll never see her again. Mm-hmm. And he misses her. Yeah, and he like in the movie ends with him like crying on the beach, like, like I like I'm not sense of like what have I done, but like oh fuck. <laughs> yeah. So like he really had to come to terms with the fact like oh I'm a really shitty individual. Yeah, and I and I think I think that's like how you said it's just desserts. Um, 
not only the, the fact that like he has to live with that he 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 has that pain, but he still has the consciousness to live with that pain. Where mm-hmm. like the pain, like where where um uh Joe Gelsamina Gelsamina, thank you. Well, Gelsamina has that pain, but like it's almost like in this delusional state of like I can co I can exist, but I'm just not here. Yeah, you know. Um, with him, it's like. I can never like, like I have the function I have the the wherewithal and function, and I'm never ever gonna be okay. Yeah. So who knows? He might live. He might live another twenty years with all that pain. Yep. And just become like a full blown alcoholic or something like that. All I have to do is bust twenty more chains, and he'll feel better. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, apparently, speaking of busting chains, apparently Pope Francis named La Strada as his favorite movie of all time. Really? Pope Francis the fuck i know right it's a weird movie to (laughs) love if you're a pope um okay but before before we kind of call it quits i want to get your opinion on um what fellini had said about uh the characters um so director fellini has admitted that each of the principal characters represent an element Mm -hmm. uh zampanona zampano zampano represents earth uh, Gelsamina represents water, and the fool represents air. I mean, I I can see that. I can I can see as uh, Zepano as earth because he's like hard and solid, and like he's he's the mountain that never moves. Mm-hmm. I like I wouldn't make those connections mm-hmm. naturally, and I feel like yeah. just people in general are like that. It's not anything earth shattering to be like, mm-hmm. oh, that person's like air. Well, uh, so I'll I'll make I'll make the argument that. Oh, I'll, 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 I'll make the argument of like what the, the, the how these characters represent these elements, right? Mm-hmm. Where Gelsamina is water, water's like free flowing. It's like constantly like shaping itself to fit whatever it's molded and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Which I think that was the character. She had to kind of like shape and mold herself to roll with uh, with the the circus performer. Mm-hmm. And I think where the fool is air, he's kind of just a kind of like what does air do? Air just kind of just goes. Yeah. Anywhere, which I think the fool was just a person who just went anywhere. Who just went literally, well, like well, not literally, but went with the wind where the wind took him. Mm-hmm. So I can. It, it's funny because like as I read this, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. But yet, as you said, like if I had never read that, I would have never gotten that. I know, but also <laughs> like add in the element of fire. Like I wonder. Mm-hmm. I also could see Zampanoa's fire. Oh, like it's a destructive force, kind of like... Or it could be positive, too. Mm. Um, like, you know, bring it back home. I kind of... If I was going to add an element to you, I would say fire. But not... Oh, not, fire? No, not in a negative sense. Like, oh. um, like fire keeps people warm, mm-hmm. right? And, like, sometimes if you get a little too close, you get burned. Mm-hmm. But if you learn how to, like coexist with the fire then it mm. doesn't hurt you but see that's the thing like fire keeps everybody warm but does anybody ask if the fire is warm no one gives a shit if the fire is warm and there you go it's like is water wet no see well no that's what see you you just you just nail in the head no one gives a shit about the fire as well no one gives a shit about yeah, me so that's what you gotta do cover yourself in shit <laughs> back to shit again <laughs> um okay so all in all, do you think this movie still holds up? Yes. Um, like a thousand, one hundred percent. Really? Holy shit! You've never said that about any of the other movies we talked about. 
That they hold up? No, no, no. The thousand and one percent. Oh, I said thousand one hundred percent. Oh, sorry, sorry. Which isn't a real number, but it's real if you make it. Just write it on a piece of paper and cover it in shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I think this movie still holds up. I think it's a great examination of toxic max toxic masculinity. Masculinity. Um. The, I think the performance is really great. And another thing that I really enjoyed about this movie, and I think it still holds up, is like, it still, even though this movie is depressing, it still has like this kind of like fantasy style that is Fellini, but not like overtly fantasy. There's like yeah. this level of like whimsicalness to it, mm-hmm. but it's not like, let's say like eight and a half or something like that, you know, where right. it's, it's just like dreamlike kind of thing. It still is Fellini's like, it still has like his stamp on it of yeah. this type of work. Um, I actually like this movie more than eight and a half. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, I I, I I like eight and a half, and I think that you related with that one more. But I remember you told me you don't really relate with it as much now. Not so much back then. I totally was like feeling that character. Not like I said, not so much now. But I don't I don't dislike it. This I it's not like I like it any less. I can just kind of step away and just be like, I can see where I was at that time. But I think the movie is still like a masterpiece. Yeah. Um. Which I was before you said I was gonna say I was gonna bring that up like I think I I like eight and a half more because I still kind of somewhat relate to it but originally did it so many years ago and I feel like with Lestrada you relate to this more and I think that's why you that's you why like I like it more. It more. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. Um. Anything else? No. No. <laughs> uh, so that's gonna be it for our show for this week. Um, we want to thank everybody for their patience. Uh, you know. We, we were going to record on Tuesday and then um, the whole thing in Texas happened and we we're just like, yeah, we can't do this. We like- kind of still, because honestly, earlier today I was mm. like, I feel like shit. Am I still going to, am I really going to record today? Yeah. Um, which I still feel this. I, I'm still the same way. Not like as I was on Tuesday, I'm, but I'm just better. We're like, going in and out of it. Yeah. Yeah. And like and the more information that comes out about it, I'm just like, oh, what the fuck is, what are we doing? Um. But, we, you know, we really wanted to talk about men. We really want to talk about La Strada, So that's why we're like, fuck it. We'll just release it on Friday. Yeah, I was look so looking forward to this episode. Yeah. Um, so, uh, like I said, we want to thank everybody for joining us on this week's show. We especially like to thank the folks over at Your Entertainment Corner for hosting this podcast on their website. Uh, for all your film news, TV, film news, TV news, and reviews, go to yourentertainmentcorner.com. That rhymed. I know. Uh, you can find this podcast on all podcast catchers, you know, Spotify. I just remembered something. Um, what do you remember? Uh, that's an email that we got that uh, I was going to check out. Uh, lost my train of thought. Podbean, Apple, we're, we're all over the place. Um, just like this episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, we covered it in shit. <laughs> <laughs> my God. <laughs> So next week's episode, uh, it's gonna be a doozy. Is it's, it next week or two weeks? Uh, no, it's next week. It's next week. Uh, we're gonna because you know what's coming out. So it's it's it should be a very lighthearted episode. It should be a good one uh, because we are going to do uh, we're gonna review Top Gun Maverick, uh, the long-awaited sequel to Top Gun. Fun uh, fact: hmm. that movie's older than me by a year. The first Top Gun. Nice. I wasn't born yet. I well, don't even think I was uh, a twinkle in my mom's eye. Fun fact, Lestrada's way older than me. 
um so yeah so top gun uh top gun maverick comes out in theater uh, on friday so the day of the day of this podcast release podcast release actually i think it's uh showing right now on uh thursday like a couple early showings mm. um with that we're gonna do our geriatric cinematic which is 1986's top gun mm. um Top Gun is currently streaming on Netflix, Paramount Plus, or is available to rent on Amazon, Apple TV, YouTube TV, and other VOD services. Uh, the Turpic for that week is So Much Danger Zone, So Little Time. Get in the zone. I don't know. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the thing is, I got quiet because I was like, fuck, Mark, don't say it, don't say it. <laughs> It's like one of those things where you're like, Marco Polo. <laughs> oh, also, other fun fact. Hmm. When La Strada came out, my dad was three. Uh, when La Strada came out. Your dad was probably 40. Oh, my God. <laughs> my dad already seen some shit. <laughs> my dad probably watched La Strada was like, that sounds about right. 